Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning, those almost strange words from our gospel reading, Matthew eleven twelve to 19, especially these words. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus asks a question of his disciples and that question is for us today as well. To what shall I compare this generation? Some translations would say this present generation. You ever wonder what people will say or write about us 25, 50, maybe 100 years from now when they look back on this present generation? Might be interesting. Think about it. What will history say about us right here and right now? This week, I took just a little bit of an exercise to give some headlines. You want to know what this present generation is about? Well, male runner wins NCAA Conference Female Athlete of the Week. United States congressman admits to polyamorous relationships and wife swapping. If you don't know what polyamorous is, look it up. High school girl lectures the world on climate change. One trillion dollar trade deficit in the United States. 2,411 aborted babies kept as a trophy by an abortion doctor. No charges are expected to be filed. A Columbia, Missouri church was banned from a local arts festival after the pastor preached a sermon on traditional biblical sexuality. This present generation. These are the headlines, folks. And make it up. Got sources for everyone. What will people say about us in the future? Will they say, oh, they were on the right side of history? Or will they say, how could they be so foolish? My friends, today, God's Word is teaching us a vital lesson. It seems kind of crazy and kind of strange how Jesus teaches this. But he says at the very beginning, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven 
has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Friends, there is a war going on. And I'm not talking about a war in the Middle East or a war between political factions here. There is a war going on against the Christian church. There is a war going on where the world and the culture of this world is attacking Christianity. And it's nothing new. It's been going on since the very beginning. What's the problem? Christians get lulled into a false sense of security. Especially when we begin to think that the world is our friend. You don't have to go very far to hear leaders in the church, even some Lutherans, who will say, take a look around. The world is winning. So the church has to become more like the world. That's the only way we can bring people in. But my friends, when we compromise with the world... We are crawling in bed with Satan himself. The devil is not directly attacking the church. He's too smart for that. Satan is producing a counterfeit Christianity that looks so much like the real one Good Christians, like you and me, are afraid to speak up. We're afraid to confess the truth. And if there is ever a day when we should be reminded about boldly confessing the truth, it is the day that we as Lutheran Christians gather to remember the posting of the 95 Theses on the church door in Wittenberg, 1517, confessing the truth. We cannot, we dare not become friends with the world. Because when we let the door open and the warring culture comes in, Soon the church ceases to be church. This day is kind of a crazy day in the church here. Sometimes it's nothing more than a history lesson. Sometimes we give the impression that we worship Martin Luther rather than Jesus. Luther was not about creating a new church but restoring the gospel to the church so that genuine repentance and truth might be proclaimed to the world. This is what ties the ministry of John the Baptist and Jesus together that Jesus talks about in our text. What was the message of John the Baptist? Repent! Believe the good news! The kingdom of God is at hand! What was the message of Jesus? Repent. 
Believe the good news. The kingdom of God is at hand. When we fail to see that the world hates the message of repentance, believing the good news, and the kingdom of God being at hand, when we fail to see that, we open ourselves up. We open ourselves up for souls heading to hell. The reality is that as Christians, we are at war with militant secularists. You don't believe me? Think back to some of the headlines. Some of the headlines that you've heard over the last days, weeks, months. Militant secularists have zero intention of coexisting with Christianity. They want to destroy it. They want to overthrow it. That's why there are lawsuits against bakeries who want to bake a wedding cake. That's why nuns are being sued and forced to pay for contraception. That's why public libraries are being forced to host story time by drag queens. It is a war. And we are afraid to speak up. Shame on us. Shame on us. Why are we afraid? It costs too much. I'm not talking about money per se. The cost is too high. We have counted the cost and we have decided we're going to keep quiet. Luther describes it this way in his commentary on the Magnificat. It is because of our unbelief that we see God's Word, the truth, and the right defeated and wrong triumph. And yet we remain silent. Do not rebuke, speak out, or prevent it. But let things go as they will. Why? We're afraid. We're afraid that we too might get attacked. We're afraid that we might be made poor and might then perish of hunger and be forever laid low. That is to esteem temporal goods more than God and to put them in God's place as an idol. If we do this, we do not deserve to hear or understand this comfortable promise. This comfortable promise of God that He exalts the lowly, puts down the mighty, fills the poor, empties the rich. We do not deserve ever to come to the knowledge of his works without which there is no salvation. My friends, we're afraid to speak out. And so what do we do? We compromise. We think we can be friends with the world. We do it because we're enamored with dollars and seats. As long as the numbers are up, the message doesn't matter. Yesterday, yesterday, an Episcopal, Episcopal priest 
said that his church has too much emphasis on the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And that's why young people are staying away. My friends, there's nothing new under the sun. From the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. Jesus teaches us with this, this illustration about dancing in the marketplace that the world is never satisfied. The world says dance, and then it doesn't like the way you dance. John the Baptist was criticized because he dressed strange. He went out into the country. He had a weird diet. He was austere, almost like a hermit. Oh, he's too weird and strange. Jesus was just the opposite. He hung around with the sinners and the tax collectors. Oh, look at that. A scandalous lifestyle. It doesn't matter what the church does. With regard to compromising with the world, the world will never be happy. So what do we do? We confess the truth. We confess the truth in season or out of season. We confess the truth whether there's a Democrat or a Republican in elected office. We confess the truth no matter what. My friends, the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the sight of God. 1 Corinthians 1. But at the end of our text, Jesus says, Wisdom is justified by her deeds. Wisdom is justified by her deeds. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom personified. Wisdom taking on flesh and blood is Jesus Christ. We sing that in verse 2 of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Wisdom from on high. Jesus, wisdom in the flesh, came to this world to justify you. Me and all people for all time. The world will always scoff at this wisdom. But wisdom is justified by her deeds. What did wisdom do? Wisdom took on flesh and blood. Wisdom fulfilled the law on behalf of the whole world. Wisdom went to the cross. Bearing your sin and mine. Wisdom bled and died. Wisdom was put into a stone-cold tomb. Wisdom burst forth from the tomb, never to die again. Wisdom, forgiveness, life, and salvation, God's wisdom for you, was poured out to you in the waters of holy baptism. The forgiveness of sins feeds you, nourishes you, strengthens you, and pumps in your vein as you eat and drink the crucified and resurrected body of Jesus Christ. The world will always laugh at this. But wisdom is justified by her deeds. As Christians, we need to be on guard because the lies 
of the liar, Satan, are very subtle. Charles Porterfield Krauth, 150 years ago, taught us, great Lutheran leader in the church, taught us the three stages of error. The world will come and say, just tolerate us. Just tolerate us. Everything will be fine. We pose no threat to you. After a while, the world will say, all we want is equality. After a while, the world will say, we are supreme. Your message must go down and ours must increase. In the history of the world, these three stages of error are ever-present. And I would add a fourth. This present generation, if you don't celebrate my error, you are evil. My friends, the devil, the world, and even our own sinful flesh will never stop. We'll never stop attacking the truth. We'll never stop trying to put down and minimize the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as we heard in our first reading, the gospel is eternal. There is nothing that can overcome Christ and His word for you. Today, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us confess that too many times we have kept silent when we could have confessed the truth. Too many times when we have freely and willingly compromised God's word for the sake of popularity or existence. And let us cling together to the forgiveness, life, and salvation won by the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ for you and for me. This is our life. This is our hope. This is our confession. This is the truth. The eternal truth that is ours for all time. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all wisdom and understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our confession of the truth in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.